वेलकम फ्रेंड्स टू माई पॉडकास्ट दिस इज द सेकेंड एपिसोड आफ्टर गैप ऑफ अबाउट अ मंथ सो विदाउट वेस्टिंग एनी टाइम लेट्स ट्रेड डेल्व इन टू आवर टॉपिक इन अ टाइम वेन कोविड वैक्सीनेशन इज गोइंग ऑन ऑल ओवर द वर्ल्ड इट मे बी अ गुड टाइम टू लुक बैक एट द हिस्ट्री ऑफ वैक्सीनेशन इन दिस एपिसोड ऑफ माई पॉडकास्ट आई विल बी डिस्कसिंग वन पार्टिकुलर period of the history of vaccination about smallpox smallpox as you all know was one of the most dreaded infectious diseases in the ancient world it was a scourge of civilizations starting from eastern to the western hemisphere and it was only by a worldwide coordinated effort that the disease was eradicated in 1977 The advantage of smallpox was that it is a disease which can be prevented very successfully by vaccination. However, the modern method of vaccination which finally led to eradication of the disease in the 20th century was discovered by Dr. Edward Jenner of England at the turn of the 18th century. But before this, some other methods of vaccination were prevalent especially in the eastern world let's start with that history first this method which i am going to describe subsequently was called variolation this was mainly practiced in the eastern kingdom of bengal the practice has been discussed in various letters and journals which were written by european colonizers and travelers who came to india and china in that time it has been written that brahmins mainly from odisha were the ones who maintained this practice these people were known as tikadars tika is the indian term for vaccine and these were the people who were a traveling clan of brahmins who were responsible for vaccinating the people in the cities and villages so what was the method of this vaccination whenever a patient of smallpox was reported from some area the tikadars would go to that house and from the vesicles on the skin of the patient they would collect the tissue fluid in twisted silk threads so they would carry long silk threads which had knots and twists and in these threads they would dip the fluid collected from the vesicles of the patient then these threads would be dried and they would be preserved in the houses of the tikadars it was recorded that many tikadars had threads which had been collected 50 or even 100 years earlier so a tikadar had a large collection of these silk threads at home which were dried with the tissue fluid of smallpox patients now the tikadars would attach the threads to iron needles and then prick 
the arms of the people in a circular manner mainly outer arm was the location of the body where this method was practiced the theory behind the practice was very simple that dried tissue fluids of smallpox vesicles would contain an weakened form of the virus and the patients or the persons would be deliberately infected with this weakened virus they would develop local vesicles only but they would develop immunity and they would avoid subsequent devastating form of smallpox so as i said earlier this was called variolation and in various parts of bengal orissa and modern bangladesh this was widely practiced this was also practiced in other parts of northern india but in southern india this practice was not much prevalent beyond modern andhra pradesh dr holwell was a british surgeon who had come to bengal in that time and he stayed here between 1732 and 1760 he was one of the survivors of the infamous black hole incident in calcutta in 1767 dr holwell wrote a letter to the royal college of physicians in london and also published a 40 page pamphlet in this he gave a detailed scientific description of this variolation process in bengal and the activity of the tikadars there is no record of how old this practice was but according to british and other european observers this practice was probably present in this part of the world for centuries before the europeans actually came here when the british came to india they needed to protect their troops from the ravages of smallpox so at first when the edward jenner method of vaccination was not yet prevalent they adopted the practice of variolation in fact it was the british government who introduced the practice of variolation in the madras presidency however at the beginning of the 19th century as the cowpox vaccination method of edward jenner became popular the british government moved away from variolation and promoted vaccination widely with the help of the local indian educated section of the society other european travelers like the dutch and the french priests missionaries and mercenaries have also dis- discussed this method of variolation in bengal area after that the process of vaccination started and variolation was rapidly phased out by government rules and regulations the british started to introduce this smallpox vaccination in other parts of asia like china and indonesia but there was a problem with the jenner method of vaccination the lymph from cowpox 
vesicles was collected and this was used as the vaccination fluid but the problem was that this lymph would get destroyed very easily in the heat of this part of the world in england when the temperature is much cooler throughout the year the lymph can be preserved for a long time but in india and other tropical regions the cowpox lymph would become inactive very quickly so when the british first tried to introduce smallpox vaccination for the troops in fort marlborough of indonesia they faced a formidable challenge the nearest port from which they could transport this vaccine was the calcutta port however ship from calcutta would take more than a month to reach indonesia and by that time the lymph fluid which would be used for vaccination purpose would become completely inactive due to the heat then the british surgeon in calcutta thought of an innovative plan they would use human carriers for the smallpox vaccine so how would that occur dr john shulbred he was a surgeon in calcutta at that time and he thought of an innovative plan from a local orphanage in calcutta children would be selected as passengers in a ship to indonesia now on board that ship two children would be inoculated per week after inoculation vesicles would develop on their skin and from that vesicle two more children would be inoculated so every week two or three children would be inoculated and from the vesicle of the vaccinated child the fluid would be collected and it would be used for series vaccination of two more children in this way by arm to arm inoculation the vaccine fluid would be carried throughout the journey up to indonesia the name of the ship was karmarthen it sailed from the calcutta port on 17th december 1803 there were around 12 orphan children from a british christian orphanage in calcutta and the ship landed at fort marlborough of indonesia on 3rd february 1804 this was highly successful and by this arm to arm inoculation method the british government was able to successfully carry the smallpox vaccine from india to indonesia and vaccinate the british troops in indonesia later this same method was used to carry the smallpox vaccine from madras port up to canton of china however in that case adults were used as live vaccine carriers on board the ship of course as my listeners will understand using orphan children for a medical experiment was probably highly unethical but that is according to modern standards in the 19th century the very concept of ethics in medical procedures was not much developed so although there was still some controversy at that time but the success of the method 
and the decrease in mortality of the British troops was more important to the people than thinking about the risks of orphan children who were used as guinea pigs in the process. After that, better methods of smallpox vaccination were discovered, attenuated virus was artificially made in the laboratory and these crude methods were all forgotten. It was a development in vaccine technology and widespread help from all governments of the world that finally succeeded in eradicating smallpox from the world in 1977. But still, we should remember the medical history because such diseases may again arise in the future and lessons from the past can help us to be more prepared in the future.